Important factors in fulfilling your purpose in life. Important factors in fulfilling your purpose in life. There are those that discovered their purpose, but they never fulfilled it. For different reasons. Some of them pride. Some of them, nobody to guide them properly. For some others, confusion. Some did not even wait to hear the rest of it. They didn't hear the whole thing. See, I just saw myself standing on the, on the altar. I saw myself behind the pulpit. And I'm talking to a large congregation. What were you supposed to be? You may even be called just to exhort. There's a ministry of exhortation. There are those who exhort, for instance. And they are doing well, brothers and sisters. Have you ever heard of, in fact, some of those people that you see on the internet, that they go from place to place to preach, okay? These beautiful men of God, wonderful men of God, right? I'm not talking down on them at all. Some of them are actually exhorters. They exhort. When you are functioning under that anointing, when you are talking to the people, when you are exhorting them, they will just, it will make them reflect on their lives every time. Now, I'm not talking about the one that happens when you're teaching. That happens too. But exhorters usually, they make people, they just want to reflect. They will always, uh, like you're always rebuked. Kind of. Rebuke you. Reprove you. These are exhorters. But many times we don't know they are exhorters. Sometimes we call them evangelists. We even give them another kind of title. But they are exhorters. Have you ever heard of Dr. Billy Graham? They called him an evangelist. But he was, in my opinion, the greatest exhorter that ever existed. In his meetings, you would never see one miracle. But the man gathered millions. The power of functioning in your calling. The power of staying in your calling. In fact, that's the number one thing I want to talk to you now. Accept and embrace your purpose. Don't try to be someone else. Embrace it. Accept it and embrace your purpose. How can such a man have so much influence? Those without the demonstration of power never got to where he got to. The man had access to presidents. Hardly was there a president in his day that did not consult him. And people will come from every they will gather him. They will pack, he will pack stadiums out some of the largest gatherings in history. What was he preaching? One message. Salvation. He will exhort the people. When he's preaching, no anointing, no. Moving near anywhere, no. If somebody should fall, he will stop and say, eh? what's that? He cannot be here. Because he knew it's, it's not possible. He wouldn't accept it. If after his message, you now come out and said, I, I was healed. He would say, no. Maybe you were healed before you got here. Why? It was not part of his calling. He, he was himself. He knew what he was called to do and he stayed with it. We, you know, the problem is we bring confusion into our lives when we try to be someone else. Be yourself. Be yourself and be the best of you. He's useless trying to fulfill another person's calling. No matter how we may learn faith from them, we don't try to fulfill their calling. He's useless. He's useless. Useless. Listen, in the few years of ministry, I've learned a lot. I've learned that you struggle when you function where you are not called. Because the anointing will not be there. You'll just be struggling. You'll be messing yourself up. How do you solve that problem? Accept and embrace your calling. Embrace it. Don't try to change it. Don't wish it were something else. 
This is how to avoid frustration. Don't try to think, I, I wish I could just sing like that. I wish I could just dance like that. I wish I could just be the one working in that bank. I wish I could just be the one in that. I wish I could just... No! What was I called to do? Embrace it. Be your best. Listen, you will be tempted. You, you will be. Because when you see, it seems like people are hailing this guy because of this special gift in his calling. They are hailing him. Hey, 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 hey. Hey. No. You also will be celebrated. The reason why whatever you are called to do, you have not been celebrated yet is because you didn't work on it. You didn't work on it. That other guy has worked on his own. You are giving an excuse. It's because there's something about this. Because that calling. You know, it's like a, a teacher that is trying to condemn uh, a prophet. You know, prophets can be very dramatic. Hey, 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 can I prophesy to prophesy? Everybody's shaking. Ha, 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 ha. Now listen, you don't know that's part of the anointing. When that thing comes on you to prophesy, you, you, I mean, can I, <laughs> do you understand? <laughs> but you don't know, but a, a teacher, you just going gently. Did you ever see can I see again? Oh God. Can I see again? Will go gently when he's teaching. But something that stood him out is because he worked on him. He had worked on himself. I will tell you how to work on yourself in the course of this series. Because of that, his, his books were read everywhere. As I speak to you, his books are still read all over the world. They outlived him. The soul prophet that were jumping up and down, they had to go back to his books. You see, it's when you don't know what you're, you are confused. But you are teaching. No time did all your members shout. And say, yes, sir, prophesy. But you are seeing the other guy. And the way they are shouting, ah, oh, hey, hey. Somebody wants to touch his clothes. Somebody wants to touch his head. Ah, body, body, body guy said, no, no, no. Because of this way. And you say, hey, hey, God. Hey, Let me tell you. When you as a teacher of the word, when you have worked on yourself, when you are teaching, that prophet, that's how you'll be a wonder. His, his lips will drop, his jaws will drop and say, hey, revelation. Where is this guy getting them from? And when you begin to teach like that, there's such an anointing that comes in your word. Listen, there is no calling that does not have beauty and glory. It depends on the one that is called. What are you doing with your calling? That's, that's where the point is. You can make up your mind and say, I'm going to be the best of me. This thing I've been called to do. Others will look at me and wonder. Accept what you are called to do. Don't try, don't wish to be like someone else. Don't wish to be like that other guy. Say, I wish I were the one that was called like that. Never wish it. Be yourself. Accept it. Embrace it and say, Lord, I'm going to be my best in this area. You know Mount Zion films? Is that what they, they are called? Are they the only... Christian uh, drama group what, what is standing them out you would know that these people are soaked in prayers prayers and the word that's the reason why they are standing out when you watch their movie, their films they are, they are Christian, that's Christian movies of course when you watch them if you are not minister to then something is happening Something is blocking you. <laughs> because you have to be ministered to. What else do you want them to say? The very thing in the world, they've acted it as drama. You still say, I don't understand. Ah. And 
the ministration will come, it will come to your spirit as though, come on, what is standing them out? They pass it to the children. The children are following the same path, full of prayer. Listen to them talk. We were, I was praying, and while I was praying, and the Lord started telling me what to do for drama, they discovered and started to walk in it. So there is no, there is no calling. Listen, there is no calling that is less. No, it's just that many people who are called in some areas, they've used less things. They make number two, preparation. This one is very powerful. I'm talking about important factors in fulfilling your purpose in life. Number one, accept and embrace your calling. Number two, preparation. Preparation is one very tough period of life. <laughs> After you have discovered your purpose, you have accepted it. Okay, Father. Okay, I've accepted it. If that's what you've called me to do, then God will begin to prepare you. Because you cannot enter it right away. No, you can't. It will prepare you to be able to enter. If you try to enter right away, you mess this up. Because you still have to be trained. You have to mature. And the period of trading is usually a waiting time. That period, it will look like, sometimes you look like, has God forgotten me here? You will see others. Who have the same calling with you? Somebody say, can somebody have the same calling with me? Emphatically, there are many people who have the same calling with you. I told you, what differentiates you from them is your own gifts. That's why your gifts and talents are given you. Your gifts make you carry out your own uniquely. As though somebody else does not have the same calling. And that's why it's important also. There are some, some, some callings that requires for you to work on your gifts. Not just, you know, gifts is natural, but you, you, you turn it to skill. Do you understand? You work on it so that you can really stand out. Okay. The period of preparation. Oh, boy. These are things that you must know when you are preparing, during preparation period. Your time of preparation is very important as you will not be able to effectively fulfill your purpose without it. Effectively. Now, the duration and the type of preparation is dependent on one, your maker. Two, your purpose. God is the one that determines how some people will prepare only two years. Some, five years. They are still preparing. Listen, in the Bible, somebody prepared 40 years. I'm serious. By the name Moses. And God was still on his case. God was preparing him. Now, if you had asked the guy, the guy did not want to wait. What would I be doing? Preparing what? In fact, if we add everything together, it will be 80 years because it was first 40 years. Now, hear me. All the time that he was preparing, if God did not prepare him, he would have messed things up. Because one day the Bible says he went out. He knew that he was to be the deliverer of his people. But he thought the passion was in him so much. So he thought, how would I do it? I'll keep, kill them one by one. One by one. So when he saw an Egyptian, an Israelite, fighting Israelites, his own people. So he said, he didn't move that. Who is wrong? Who is wrong? Before this was says, he is he, he killed the Egyptian and buried him, covered him and said, you come. Nonsense. That's how, I will finish them one by one. You cannot use your strengths to achieve 
God's purpose for your life. It's not by power. It's not by might. If God is not ready and you are trying to do it, it will be struggle. You will just be struggling. You can't use your strength. That's why we listen to his instructions. If God says, go! Listen, when God is giving instructions, you, there are things that you must listen to. Number one, the timing. You first listen to what he's saying to do, what he tells you to do. Then the timing. Some people hear what he says to do, they didn't hear the timing, so they rush. As they rush, they are frustrated. They now say, oh, ah, I'm not sure I heard God. Ah, I've missed it. No, you didn't miss it. You didn't just get the timing correctly. There are things that God spoke to me that it took about a year after before he said, now you can go ahead. But I already saw it. And when he was saying it, he was saying it as though it's now. But you have to pause and say, okay, Lord, when? And you get that also right. Because that, you could spoil everything with that. And when you mess it up, ah, you now fall flat. You say, ah, this is terrible. A young lady saw herself organizing a concert. And she, right away, she said, thank you, Lord. One day she was worshipping. That's what she said. Well, thank you, Lord. It's time to organize a concert. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. She didn't get the timing correctly. Thank you, Father. She saw herself, you know, singing. And the people under the power. She said, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. And then she started pushing her face. Some things we try to tell you, wait, wait. But you are not listening. You know, you are trying to get the money. You are struggling. Ah, and you are still having faith for you. He said, Father, you will supply the money. God sent me. And then finally, somebody, somebody gave the money. He said, Woo! I told you it's God that has done it. I told you, no, your faith did it. So, you know, I told you. And then, then you organize the concert. What happens to the hall? No, the hall we wanted to use before. Something happened. All those things were trying to get your attention. We're still not coming. Some people say, wait. If God sent me this thing, why should I be struggling about it? Listen to me. Are you more passionate than the one who sent you? You cannot be more passionate about the work than him. I've learned those things. I just stay back. What I just do is I just relax myself. In those days, I used to be now. We have to do it. We have to do it. Not anymore, brother. God has trained me enough. I don't bother myself. I just relax. I say, if he's ready, let him do it. Glory to God. After I was on my own, he called me. You can't be more passionate than he. Listen for, for the time. For the timing. What was, okay, Lord, now, is this the time? If you had listened, you would have heard him. You would have heard him. And those things bring frustration and discouragements. Many times it takes the strengthening of the spirit to be able to pick up again, to stand again. Because it will affect a lot of things. You stepped ahead of time, that's why. And that's what Moses was doing. He stepped ahead of like, kill that guy. Bury the guy. And the following day, he saw two Israelites, his people, fighting. He said, no, you guys should not fight. Ah. But I have my plans. I'll kill them one by one. You guys should not fight. I said, excuse me? You want to kill us like you kill? ah, they know. Pharaoh heard about it and said, I will kill you. He fled. That was not how God wanted it. And then God said, ah, you are not ready. Ah, no, 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 no. This way. This anger. You'll be killing them one by Ah, no, not that way. And then God had to train him. How? Sheep. He had to be a shepherd. That was where he learned meekness because that's required in his purpose he needed to be meek enough now you know them sheep they are very stubborn you are saying they say nah. come on come here nah. and human beings some of those Israelites are just like sheep 
And God knew. He said, these people are, the, the, the people you are going to lead. If you're not careful, if I ask you to go and lead, you will kill them one by one. I said, no. We have to work on you. And why God was working on him? It was the time of preparation. God was preparing him for the task ahead. Then one day, he was minding his business. Then God gave him a symbol of a man of God. Glory to God. The Bible says the, the bush was burning. A flame of fire. And an angel of God spoke out of that. that, that that's, that's the Holy Spirit. Spoke out of that fire. What does the Bible call a man of God under the New Testament? A flame of fire. Who speaks through a man of God? The Holy Ghost. That's a representation. That's what God was showing him there. You know, you come over to the New Testament, you get the picture. Say hallelujah. God was trying to show him this the level I'm bringing you into. And that was where God sent him. He had become so meek that when God was sending him, he was afraid. He argued. He said, please go and say someone else. God said, shut up! He said, ah. <laughs> time of preparation. <laughs> so I said the duration and the type of preparation is dependent on him. The type is dependent on him. Someone else, instruction you get. God will say, go to a Bible school. Another person, God will say, no. Now, to God, it doesn't matter how, how many years you spend in preparation. He has to invest enough in you because of what he wants to do through you. You must be built first. That's important to him. He knows what you will go through. He knows the kind of people that will face you. He knows. That's why some people, when they get up there, when people start talking against them, they begin to collapse. They have not been built. But when the Lord has built you, no matter what anybody says, you will just keep flying and be looking at them. <laughs> Say hallelujah, glory. That's important to God. Don't compare someone's journey with yours. No, it's not important. The guy may be like he's flying already, just looking. Mind your own business. I'm coming. I'm coming. Working on myself, I'm coming. Do you know how long it took God to prepare John the Baptist for the ministry of three or how many how many months? About six months. And God spent over 30 years just working on the guy. The preparation was hard. Oh yeah, move. Wilderness. He didn't live with human beings. He went to live with animals. <laughs> so hairy. When he showed up, fear gripped people. Said, oh. <laughs> he had to prepare the way for the Lord. Now, you just imagine if somebody had been competing with John the Baptist. Can you see how useless it was? When the guy showed up, all those time of preparation, when he showed up, he was going to spend only months. But when he showed up, they came from everywhere. From everywhere. The nobles, the kings, they came. They said, hey, please, what can we do to be saved? These guys spoke boldly, without fear. Roughly. He said, you will die in your sins. Ah, the soldiers were there. They couldn't do anything. Brother, they said, excuse me, what, what can we do to be saved? What can we do? He said, you need to come here. I said, ah, why not? They entered the water. How did he do it? In a way they never saw before. You see, God had to prepare him for all this boldness. The way they never saw before, he grabbed the guy's head. Either he's the head of the army or whatever. He said, This is how we do it. The guy said, Ah, he said, take him. Why did the guy Your sins are forgiven. Go. It was hard and tough. You see, but God granted him that boldness. You know where he missed it. Ah. 
made him miss it. Number one, bitterness. The moment he became bitter against Jesus. Ah. Number two, he wanted to be who he was not. He became a marriage counselor and his head went for it. He was sent to prepare the way for Christ, not to counsel anybody about marriage. That's why you must stay in your calling. People who die in your ministers who die in your mostly it's because they stepped out. And when you step out of where God puts you, the covering is no longer there. Don't be tempted. Don't be. You will be so tempted. Just ensure you, you stay focused. Glory to God. Still under preparation. Because I'm just giving you things you must do during preparation. We're running off with preparation today. While you're preparing, this is important. Consecration. Hebrews chapter number 12. From the first verse. During that preparation period, you must be consecrated. Consecrated. Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about, we saw great a cloud of witnesses. Ah! Do you know what this means? The cloud of witnesses is talking about. You found them, you find them in, in, in the 11th chapter. These heroes of faith. They are all in heaven now. They are the cloud of witnesses. They are witnessing what we are doing. It's like we are running this race and this cloud are seated on the grandstands. You know, they are watching us, how we are doing it. Say, Victor, come on, come on. Apostle, run, run. Glory to God. <laughs> That's what he's talking about. So, they are watching you while you're doing this, your race. They are watching you and they are cheering you up. We are surrounded. Huh? Let us lay aside every weight and sin. This is why many could not carry the anointing. The weight, the sin. What kind of sin is this? Lying? Listen. Which doth easily beset us? At one time or the other, every one of us has a sin that usually easily trips us up. Beset. You will have something. For some people, let me even start with the weight first. Weight means load now. Now, listen, you want to run a race and they say, alright, it's time on your mark. And then they discover what you are putting on. Agbada. What do you think that is? That's weight. You think you win? You are deceiving yourself. You want to run with Agbada? That's weight. On your mark. Get set. The Agbada is flying already. Ah! <laughs> or is Iro and Buba. You now tie the gale like this. <laughs> you say, all right, let's go. <laughs> let's go. <laughs> These are weights. What are you supposed to do? It tells you, you strip yourself of the weights. Sometimes the weight may be an uncle that was supposed to help you that did not help you. You had him in mind. Ah, you are not happy with him. These things will not help you. You will not fulfill destiny this way. You have to let it go. It may be tough, but let it go. Because there is something, do, do you understand? There is something about your purpose. Sometimes God does not need anybody to help you because he wants to take the glory. There are some people, listen, there are some people in your, in your family, they may have the money. They may have the connection. Listen to me. They may be in place to help. But God knows that when he has helped you, later he will come out to speak. He will say, I made you. He knows. And God does not want him involved. So he tried to help you. It didn't work. You tried to make him happy. It didn't work. Then you now get bitter. You say, ah, wicked uncle. No. Face your, your calling. Face your purpose. Be preparing. 
the day will come that that uncle will come to seek you. Oh, oh, say hallelujah, hallelujah. Listen, we are not shadow boxing. You must, one thing that you must, you must, listen, be a focused person and believe in God in you. That's the reason for all this instruction. Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight, every weight, and the sin which doth so easily beset us. Easily beset us. For some people, is anger. That's the sin. Something good is coming like this. The devil will just bring that in your path. You get angry. That's not what is coming. For some people, he's looking. They like to look very well. Look who's it. <laughs> Until they see what they are not supposed to see. This is the sin. For different people. Different things for different people. Irrelevant things. Are these things more important than your destiny? How could you sell your bread right because of this thing? That was the problem that is so hard. The Bible says, for a morsel of bread, he sold his bread right. He profaned it. He said, What is this bread right to me? They give me food. You have to strip yourself and let us run with patience. Say, Patience. You need to be patient. The rest, don't be in a hurry. Relax. Listen. Don't say God is wasting time. No! Listen, God lives in the realm of eternity. He himself is eternity. So to God, what you may be calling wasting of time is like a flip second to him. Just let him cook you. Because what he's doing is he's cooking you. He's cooking you to become a version of you. That's you that must enter into this glory. This you cannot enter. That's the reason for the preparation. When this you enter, you will mess everything up. It's like that guy that is not ready for the throne. They put him there. In a matter of time, he will be kicked off. Some people have hurried into it and they die young. But because you are his kid. <laughs> pray in the Holy Ghost. Pray, 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 pray. Kayabala Satabashata Haksti. Reto Sabalakiata. Pandego Ragalabasoto Kistaha. Reto Sakaliakataya. Sandego Rapala Sutihi. Reto Zadabashata Bahaksti. Lega Rata Labashara Bagayaka Yababa. Glory to God. Sit down. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Back there. The book of Hebrews. Where were we? 12 chapter. Good. Looking on to. Okay. Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which does so easily beset us. And let us run with patience. The race that is set before us with patience. Be patient. Relax. God is working on you. Calm down. Don't rush. Don't try to copy someone else. Don't say, okay, just take me to the shortcut. No! Be patient. Listen. When God is trying to build you like a skyscraper, the foundation we have to go deep. The deeper, the taller what you can put on top. That's what he's doing. Next verse now. Ho, ho, ho. Looking on to Jesus. All that time you are patient. Who are you going to look on to? Jesus. Your focus should be on Jesus. The author 
and finisher of our faith. You stay your eyes on him. Family members will try to get your attention. Have you ever called? Get, you, have you ever gotten a call where they are talking to you roughly? Are you not just wasting your life? Are you not ashamed of yourself? Don't you look at your age? Can't you think? Can't you? Do? No. Focus on Jesus. Listen. He is the one that has chosen you. Focus on him. He will take you to the top. Trust him. He has never messed up anybody before. He has never wasted anybody's life before. No time has he ever wasted before. At the set time. Listen. The reason why preparation is so important is because when you are not prepared, when the time comes, there is something called timing with God. For him to take you, you will not be ready. You will not be able to. But when you are prepared, when that time comes, you will be ready. He will just move you. That's the period they call sudden turnaround. At that period, it will now look like, ah, all of a sudden, hey, they said this sister, I knew her. That brother, I knew him. Ah, glory to God. Hey, this is my life. This is my life in the name of Jesus. Glory to God. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him, endured the cross don't you understand the joy that was set before him the reason some of us can cope with some nasty things now is because of the joy that's set before us we are enduring our cross because every one of us got a cross we endure because of the joy that is set ahead there's a joy for every one of us listen everyone here greatness is linked upon you is the fact you were born to be great but you must go through you must endure the cross. For some people, the period of their cross is when they are in school. They have to be looking for who to sponsor them, beg for money, do this. That's your cross. Carry it. Don't worry. Don't worry. All right now. But for the joy that was set before him, endure the cross, despising the shame. Hey! The shame. Maybe there was a time in your life you could not even show up on Facebook. Why? Your secondary school mates are there. Your friends are there. So you don't know Facebook for now, please. I don't want to be exposed. Ah, just leave me alone. No. Why? Shame. Because we ask you, where have you been? What have you been doing? Hear what he's saying. He says, despise that shame. He says, just because of the joy, endure the cross. Because of that, look at it. And he sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. This will be the final stage. When you have despised the shame, and endure the cross, what is the next thing? You will sit on the throne. The Bible says he raises the poor out of the dust and the beggar from the dunghill to sit him with princes. If you can pass this test, you are headed for the throne. Say, I receive it in the name of Jesus. This is so important. Listen, the sky is too wide. You've never seen two birds clash. No, no two birds can clash there. Greatness is for everyone. Only those who are serious will enter. Some people know how to keep with these principles. Follow the principles. Listen, the devil will be talking to you and be disturbing you. Time is wasting. Time is wasting. No. He's a restorer of wasted years. Never you be bothered. Just set your eyes on Jesus. Set your eyes on Jesus. A man named Jesus 
spent three and a half years of ministry. His name is known all over the world today. But did you know that Moses spent 40 years of ministry? Nobody prayed to God in the name of Moses. Moses is not even seated at the right hand of God. Somebody said, well, Jesus is the son of God. Ah, wait! Jesus was a man. He could have changed his mind. That's why the Bible is putting it there for us as our example. He said he endured the cross, despising the shame. That means Jesus to face shame. That's what it means. Next, things you must do during preparation. Consecration. That's the one I've, I've just showed you now. Consecration, where you set yourself apart. Now, your sin, when you live a life of sin, it will block your ears from hearing God. You will not be sensitive. When he's trying to tell you about what to do next, that's the problem with sin. You will not be sensitive. You can't say, no, while I'm waiting, let me just be gyrating. Ah, gy what? You are gyrating away your future. That's the period. Listen, listen. No, this is serious. That's the period for you to consecrate yourself. You and God. Your fellowship should be deeper at that period. Because it's going to be giving you instructions. Instructions. And if you're not sensitive, you'll not be able to pick it. And every instruction matters in your preparation. Every instruction. So that's why that period you separate yourself, consecrate yourself. Why people are shouting. The word will also be shouting. Your flesh will also be shouting. These are the things you have to contend with. Important. Okay, so consecration. B, which I've mentioned, be focused. Be focused. Don't be distracted. Be focused. Be focused. Now you know your purpose. Don't be distracted. That's why, you know, some people, why they are still waiting, they say, okay, while I'm preparing now, I have to be working somewhere. Of course, it's good. You can't just be idle. Now, while you're working somewhere, you may be distracted there. Because the devil will try. There's something greater. But where you are working, they will just be giving you promotion. Pim, pim, pim. And while you are being promoted, and you're enjoying, ah, my goodness, which purpose is greater than this one? <laughs> I told you about the great man of God, Kenneth E. Actually, I said uh, he waited 11 years. 15 years wasted. The last church where he pastored, that last church, he said everything was just so good. He felt like, ah, ah, what can be better than this? Members are constantly bringing food into our parsonage. My children are wearing nice clothes. We are feeling well. I mean, life is so good. Then God said, no, you have to say, ah, Lord, please just leave me alone. We are help. <laughs> he said, if God had asked him, he would have said, I want to pastor here forever. He would have loved to pastor there forever. But God said, no. And he moved. Listen, you, you couldn't compare him. That, <coughs> don't you understand? The way he was promoted for stepping out. When I was doing the secular job in Lagos, when I was about to resign, oh boy, it was a tough one. Everything tried to fight. Even my daddy called and said, are you a fool? You are married. You left your job. How will you feed the wife? It was so stupid to the ordinary mind. Of course, it was a tough period. Because we had a lot of things to face. And there are times that the devil will come in and say, you see yourself now. If you had been working now, see all these things you are going through. Listen. You must be focused. You must be focused. Make sure you hold on to what you saw. You saw something. Hold on to it. I know what I'm saying. I know what I'm saying. With, the, with your mind's eyes. Don't let these ones you're seeing physically distract you. There is greater glory there. 
greater glory. The things that you are holding on to now, the day will come that even your employer, you will have enough to pay even that one. The thing you are, the, the so-called job. <laughs> Say hallelujah. So be focused. Next, we've mentioned it. Be patient. The be patient. I think I'll, maybe I should stop there for today. Be patient. Ecclesiastes chapter 3 verse 11. He has made everything beautiful in his time. He has timing. Just be patient. Just be patient for him. Understand timing. You know, we, we are teaching. The way we are teaching now, you listen to our messages. People listen to the messages and say, wow. That is not going to make us jump ahead. There is timing. The same messages that right now, we have thousands of plays across all our platforms, just thousands. Those same messages, we command millions. It has timing. You're not going to be distracted. You're not going to say, I'm even better than this guy. What's this guy preaching? He's not in that. God has timing. Listen, because you've not gotten there now, does not mean that you're not good. It just means that he has timing. It's another thing to consider. While he's preparing you, and all that time of preparation, and you're faithful, another thing on his list is timing. He made all things beautiful in his time. Once the time comes, no devil will be able to stop you. As long as you are prepared, you've been working with him. No devil. Nothing. When human beings try to fight you, those they are fighting, their criticism, and their persecutions will be the very things that will lead to even the more. Why? Because it's the time. At that time, everything will just be working smoothly. Any little thing you do, you say, ah, you know, I've been giving God, brothers and sisters, we give God praise. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Timing, timing. You have to learn to work with God in this arena. Timing, timing. While you're preparing, wait for the time. When the time comes, it will signal you. You get the signal. Once you get the signal, because you are sensitive, you'll be able to pick it. Oh, you'll feel a bubbling in your heart. Like, wow, the time has come now. It has come now. I would never miss it. Now it's time to throw your hands up and pray and say, Father, everything you have planned for my life, help me enter. Help me enter into it. Here you shall.